pictures from the breast cancer walk. Good morning and welcome to JP, Kathy and the crew. JP will be on with us shortly. We have got Dr. Norm Clothier who will be on with us here momentarily as well. Um, uh, so we've got some Cowboys football to talk about today. Um, early happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We hope you're going to have a blessed Thanksgiving and um, Dr. Clothier is here to help us with that. We're talking a little heart health, and I think it's kind of ironic, but then this is Dr. Clothier's sense of humor, to be talking about um, uh, heart health when we're about to have, like, the largest, most ginormous meal of the year. So good morning to you, Dr. Clothier, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Yes, the overindulgence that is planned is really a, a special thing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It is. It is. So heart, heart health and, um, you know, any, any tips to keep us healthy? I mean, obviously, you know, there's still people who are concerned about COVID. Um, I'm finding on social media, more and more people aren't getting together with their family because they're still upset about the presidential election. So, oh, the irony that's out there. How sad. Yeah, it really is. So don't let things like that interfere with good family time. And, Amen. You know, I'm also that it, it just because your family doesn't mean you have to be friends, but it sure doesn't mean you have to be enemies. And I think that it's a great time of year to think about forgiveness, maybe, and yes. same things aside. And you know, you're right about, I mean, I hear all the time stories about people who uh, can't get along with their family or they're dreading it because, you know, their sister, their aunt, whoever, their uncle's going to be there. And I think that is very sad. And I'd encourage people to mentally just, plan to put aside any differences and enjoy the time and i think uh maybe a wise part of that medically speaking would be also don't overindulge to the point where you're sick right and you know it's amazing how many people tell me oh you know i'll i'll get on track after thanksgiving or really after christmas well really after new year's because (laughs) you know i'm just going to eat everything i want i always eat till i'm sick and i want to do that and you know it's that doesn't even make sense. If you start thinking about what people are saying in that, I think it's, uh, you know, there's no point in eating until you're sick. And so I thought we'd talk about heart disease in general yes. today because it's a fair warning to people. And there is actually a statistic that is true that the highest rate of heart disease actually comes on a holiday uh, in terms of ER visits and acute syndromes, but it's actually Christmas. Uh, but a lot of the groundwork for that, I think, is laid at Thanksgiving. So um, I think, you know, the season of indulgence is what accelerates into Christmas being a high rate of heart disease. Okay. But certainly we see that a lot around Thanksgiving, too. And that is, 
uh, you know, obviously the indulgence side, probably some degree of stress, probably some degree of people like skipping their medicine on a holiday because they just don't think about it or they don't think it's as important. Things like that do happen. But I thought we'd talk about the heart in general. So the heart, you know, is obviously critical to life. It pumps the blood through the body. It keeps oxygen going through the body. And that is very important in the brain. We talk a lot about stroke risk and such. It's also very important to the kidneys, very important to the liver, very important to the gastrointestinal tract in terms of keeping the function of the body going. And maybe particularly if you're going to indulge a little bit more in something that you're not used to. So you need, you know, blood flow to be healthy and oxygenating to the entire entirety of the tissues of the body. So when we start talking about heart disease, there are many different categories. And it's almost like talking about cancer. You know, you can't talk about it without defining the subsets. And so some babies are born with heart disease. You know, they're born with uh, malformations of the heart or a hole in the heart between the chambers. And, you know, I have to have things done to, to care for them and, and uh, sustain their heart health. Some babies need heart transplants because their heart's so malformed. So that's not really something that we're talking about in terms of the specific heart disease around the holiday. But it's uh, still an important thing to realize heart disease can occur at any age. And so then we start talking, maybe more recently, because of vaccines and viruses and disease, about myocarditis. Myocarditis is inflammation of the heart muscle, and that has been known long before COVID and long before COVID vaccines, but it's brought more discussion to the table about it. And that is something you do expect to recover from. Many people with mild myocarditis actually don't even realize it, but it's inflammation of the heart lining. Then there can be a worsening condition, though, that's from viruses usually, uh, most specifically from the Coxsackie virus, which is called a cardiomyopathy. And that's where the heart muscle gets ill over time from destruction from a virus. I want to specify that's not specific uh, in terms of the COVID virus, because that's the only virus people talk about most of the time now. But there is a uh, long-term syndrome of heart weakening, and you may know people who have been on heart transplant lists as adults because of cardiomyopathy. And then there's so-called hypertensive heart disease, which is from uh, too much high blood pressure over time, making the heart muscle get too big too thick to pump effectively and that can lead to congestive heart failure congestive heart failure is a serious syndrome sometimes leads to the need for a pacemaker or a pump to the heart or a heart transplant and certainly to what many people dread which is a few medicines to take each day to kind of keep the heart pumping effectively and keeping too much fluid from building up in the body and such but then, of course, the big one is coronary atherosclerosis or blockage of the arteries. A lot of people used to call it hardening of the arteries. It's plaque deposition right. that uh, narrows blood vessels. And that's the one that you really can flare with too much indulgence. And you could, you know, presumably go to your Thanksgiving meal way over eat, way over to the calories, the, sod- uh, the sodium and the various different 
categories of overindulgence and plug an artery of the heart. And of course, many people are familiar with the term, though it's a sexist term, uh, the widow maker, which right. is a, can be a widower maker. That's where it, uh, it's not men only, but you can get an acute blockage of the left anterior descending artery of the heart, the main blood flow of the heart, and that one is frequently fatal. There's a scary statistic that 80% of first heart attacks are fatal, and that involves, those are first heart attacks involving that left anterior descending artery, and that's why it's referred to colloquially as the widowmaker, and of course, uh, if you, you know, have an acute blockage there, and 80% chance of death with the first heart attack, you may not have any particular warning that you have heart disease, but you got to be really careful. And I, I do see left main disease in people who don't expect it in any way. They have just maybe a family history, maybe a bit of a, you know, a history of being around smoke or smokers for a while. Smoking is an incredibly high risk factor for heart disease. And they may have high cholesterol that they haven't worried about because they Somebody, some neighbor told them that cholesterol medicine is bad for them, and they just have a clog in that artery, maybe at 42 years old or 44 or, or 50, way too young. And so, you know, I think it's important to know your risk factors and reduce those. And those are basically uh, if you have any degree of tobacco use, stop. Right. That's a huge one. And that, so up. vaping or any of that, because I know there are so many people out there that still, and, and you, you had done a number of shows um, for us about vaping and the horrors of it. Anything yeah. like that, anything that gets gets that nicotine and tobacco into your body is, is going to not only impact your lungs, but also your heart. So um, I still, yeah. I still hear people getting confused on that, Dr. Clothier. And I don't, I don't know how, how anybody's, unclear on that at this point yeah let me uh point out that's a great uh question line to talk about is the tobacco smoke inhalation vaping risk and that is the lungs are made to inhale air and to exhale air such that oxygen exchange can occur and once you add smoke and let me emphasize too that's tobacco smoke marijuana smoke, you know, whatever it is, uh, whatever hallucinogen or other drug particle you inhale, it is a risk. And marijuana smoke is actually statistically riskier than cigarette smoke. And the thought is it's because people apparently tend to inhale and hold, hoping that they can get as high as possible with that. And, you know, it's a it is a significant risk factor for lung and heart disease. And then when vaping came along, you know, the initial thought, the sales point, frankly, to vaping was, oh, you know, if you vape a little bit, you will give up your cigarettes and you'll, you know, in a week or two, you'll be clean. Well, here's the problem is nobody quit. And so right. they either smoke and vape or they vape all the time or they smoke again because vaping got you know a little more expensive or they just didn't like it as much or whatever the factors are and the the actual rate of somebody quitting tended to be you know the statistical odds of quitting were very low and over time that's what i've seen is former smokers of cigarettes now are smokers of vaping then uh you know i call it smoking because 
it's remarkably similar, and you're inhaling a lot of fluid, a lot of uh, steam, essentially, and that blocks oxygen absorption at the lung, and that strains the heart, strains the lungs. We're all still in medicine, still afraid of what kind of infections we'll see in people who vape, because it's not natural to have a high percentage of fluid in the lung. Right. And there are fungal infections. You may remember Legionnaire's disease from the famous American Legion uh, conference years back that killed several people from a new bacteria that hadn't yet been identified. And it was from too much moisture in the atmosphere of the building they had their conference in. And it carried infection to the members who were otherwise susceptible, mainly because of age, uh, to health problems. And many got ill and died before the infection could even be identified. And yeah. uh, so moisture in the lungs is a problem. So yes. my recommendation would be breathe air and <laughs> stop all the other. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's how we are made to function with oxygen exchange you know let me make this little reminder too that there is no backup plan to the body for other oxygen exchange we don't have gills you know we don't have accessory (laughs) lungs sitting around that you can turn on when you wear your other ones out and you know you just don't want to get into chronic pulmonary disease and that chronic lung disease is actually a huge risk factor for heart disease and the reason of course being that the heart must pump the blood that is oxygenated, uh, going through the lung, pick up the oxygen, then out to the body. And when there's not much oxygen and the body needs more, the brain needs more and tells the heart pump more, it wears out the heart in that process. And of course, the heart, and this is what I wanted to get to on heart disease too, the heart has its own blood supply. You know, when you hear of a bypass surgery, it's not bypassing the heart, it's bypassing blockage on the arteries that encircle the heart to provide the heart with its own oxygen supply. And so if those become blocked and the heart can't pump because it doesn't have oxygen, even though it's pumping blood through it, it needs a blood supply around it. So the idea of like a three, four, five vessel bypass, you know, you may have hear, hear of people having four uh, bypass artery surgery or right. whatever term people use. There's not really a significant difference between one, two, three, four, five, whatever. It's just that there's blockage and different people have different anatomy. And sometimes you need several blood vessels to be bypassed. So there is the older style or the older new style of opening an artery with angioplasty, like a balloon angioplasty to push the plaque out of the way and try to get blood flow. That's not necessarily long-term success because the reasons for plaque to be in the artery often so exist. So then there are stents. A stent is like a little pipe put into a blood vessel to allow passage of fluid, in this case blood, through that blockage. And then, of course, ultimately you may have to have an artery that actually you kind of give up on and you bypass it. So you put a new blood vessel at the you know, prior to the blockage point until past the blockage point, and you really hope that that works. And, you know, all those things are based on reducing uh, the reasons. You hope to reduce the reasons they had heart disease in the first place and, of course, providing oxygen to the heart. So the real goal could be don't get there. You want to prevent. 
prevent, prevent, prevent right. heart disease. And that is, you know, again, we we're talking about reduce all forms of inhalation of substances other than good old oxygen. Uh, that is to watch blood pressure and treat blood pressure before it becomes a crisis and keep blood pressure normal, keep cholesterol normal by whatever means you can. Only the medicines Indian statin, the statin class, the HMG CoA reductase inhibitor class, only those are associated with prevention of heart disease in studies so far. So there are other ways to reduce cholesterol. It doesn't necessarily reduce heart disease, but at least you can reduce some of the plaque that makes a difference. And part of that may be that the people that end up on statins have significantly higher rates of cholesterol, levels of cholesterol, so they're at risk. And then, of course, inactivity, being overweight and inactive is a risk factor. And the one you really need to change that is hard to put a finger on, but that's stress. There is uh, stress is a magnifier. It will make any disease worse, I think, just because often people just neglect their health if they're under stress. And then the one you can't change, of course, is family history. Right. And that's where you just have to acknowledge it and deal with the risk factors. Don't try to be the the anomaly. Try to face the truth of your heart of your family uh, risk and try to make changes based on that. Yeah, well, and you've actually got quite a few comments on the feed this morning. Um, Anne, and she's uh, following your lead, which you talk about all the time starting in the summer, and that is stay hydrated. That, you know, water is good for the heart and staying yep. hydrated is extremely healthy. Um, and then Fred Nort said he goes to the cardiologist once a year and gets his heart tested out just to prove to people he has a heart. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. I hope he has the card showing that. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody will. Yeah. But, you know, and that does bring up a good point, is that planning for uh, the Thanksgiving indulgence, if you have a glass of water or two before you eat your big indulgent meal, you'll feel more full sooner, you'll be more hydrated, you'll feel more full, and you won't overdo the calories. And I think it's fair to enjoy food you love at Thanksgiving. You know, I always say if you see something that you just don't like, be willing to skip it. You know, if your, uh, you know, Uncle Joe makes a mincemeat pie that you just hate, don't take a piece and choke it down. You could, you know, take a piece and excuse yourself and sort of have it, have it accidentally slide off into <laughs> the trash. And, uh, you know, or you could just say, you know, I'm coming back this year and thank you for making it, but I'm not eating this trash. and <laughs> Or, excuse me, this food you made in. And I think there are almost always the things that, you probably don't like, but you see and you think, oh, I better take some of that. And, you know, if you, even if you have to take it, put it on your plate, you don't have to overeat. And I think, too, go out for a walk in the morning, go for a walk in the evening of Thanksgiving. You know, it um, just utilize the metabolic process in the body to help you process the food that you may overindulge on. So I do want to spend a quick moment on. Uh, viral protection. It's okay. too late now to get a vaccine. They'll be protected uh, for three days from now. You know, that time frame just isn't appropriate. So I hope you've already had the vaccine two weeks ago or more. And if not, then I think it is proper to fully assess whether you are a health risk to your family. Get a test for COVID. If you're traveling, 
or if you're seeing somebody you're not usually around or if you have any symptoms. And I think that's just fair. You don't want to get there, see your grandmother, infect her, have her end up in the hospital or dead. Um, it's just not worth that risk. You know, I know I had so many people tell me stories of last year when things were much more on sort of a shutdown mode that they, you know, would reluctantly do a test before they went to see their parent, grandparent, great uncle, whatever. And uh, so many were surprised they ended up being positive. And several of those, you know, maybe did a test on Monday and got sick on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday yep. when they were already travel. Yep. And you just have to be real about that. I hate it for people not to be able to get together for holidays, but it's not wise to get together and impact people. And, you know, you just have to be careful. We are seeing an increase in Europe and in the northeastern states, a little bit along the northern edge of America, northern border area where it's been colder earlier. And uh, there's a significant surge in Europe right now. And, and unfortunately, with with COVID, I should say, um, with these patterns we that we've only had for two years now, each time we've had an increase in infections in America, there has been an increase in infections in Europe prior to that first. Right. And so I think we have to be honest and realize there probably is another increase in infections coming. And I don't think that's too surprising. It's because of cold weather being indoors more. And it's certainly because of travel with Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Um, we all have to be careful. Wash your hands. Be protective, be uh, socially distant where you need to be, be in a room with high ventilation, open windows, get outside if you possibly can, take advantage of breezes to blow the virus away from people instead of into people if you're indoors. And, you know, you just have to be very careful about the viral load and the legitimate risk of a potentially incredibly serious infection. Right. Well, and, and just, you know, better safe than sorry. Be smart about stuff. Um, you know, I know um, I, I go to a lot of concerts. And so um, so I've been I've found a, a place that's, um, you know, like a primary care kind of place. It's a place called Fast Stock in Allen. If anybody lives off of or near, lives near the McDermott and Central 75 area, I highly recommend this place. It is so painless. You go in and it literally you tell them you're in for you tell them you're you don't have any symptoms. You haven't been exposed. You're there because you're going to, you know, you know, family function, concert, whatever the case is. And they literally get you in and out so quickly. You've got those results within like 15 minutes. Um, it, you know, doesn't cost anything. Um you know, so so better safe than sorry, especially if you're going to be around somebody who's older and you've been in a big crowd or something like that. Um, just be smart. And, and like you said, you know, get up and move around. Um, I think it's that prolonged exposure that really, you know, at the end of the day is what's going to, you know, get you sick if it's if something's going to. Um, but then, you know, that, that kind of goes into your get up and move um, after you eat. And you don't have to eat everything. You can take, like, a little bite of everything, and then, you know, you're done. You're full. But, um, you know, get up and move around. Go out and walk. Um, and then that's another reason to, um, you know, just to, be, just to be healthy and aware. And it helps your metabolism as well as um, helping you not spread the virus. That's correct. So you want to be as smart and careful as you can. So do have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too. You know, to the season in a healthy way. 
always just kind of worry, you know, between winter uh, season infection risk and overindulgence and travel that inherently increases your risk of accidents. Just I really hope everyone can be safe and thankful for their blessings and uh, appreciative toward family and friends and put away any hostility, practice some forgiveness, yes. and just enjoy. Agree. Very well said, Dr. Clothier. Have a blessed Thanksgiving, and we will see you soon. All right. I I think we've got JP coming on in with a little sports talk. So how are you this morning, JP? Man, we've got Carter's talk this morning. Uh, So has he been a little silly? I know. I I think you and I were texting each other at like 430. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Hey, big buddy. Hi, silly. Look at me. <laughs> I'm standing up on my own. I'm big and strong. Well, and somebody was making sounds and trying to talk the other day. Oh, that was you. Oh, that oh, was you. <laughs> he's, not slowing, he's not slowing down. Let me just tell you, sister. Uh-uh. He's going to be a national champion debater. I can already tell you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, well, yeah, we, uh, we decided at 3 o'clock this morning. I don't know if we had a nightmare or we're hungry or what, yeah. but ooh, we woke up crying and standing up staring at me when I got out of bed. Ooh, so uh, we were not happy. Woo! <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. But, so we ate six ounces of milk and or whatever we call that formula, milk. It's, it tastes like sweet vanilla milk, what it tastes like to me. And uh, so we did that, and we rocked for about an hour, and then we finally fell asleep. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. We'll give him a big old yeah, kiss for us. <laughs> give him a big old kiss. <laughs> oh, you hear me? He wanted to be on the radio. Fred, He's talking back. There I love me. it. I love it. Fred North says, "JP, JP, JP in the house." I love it, and we're we're very excited. Yeah, We've got yeah. after the um, Christmas holidays. JP and I are going to be um, uh, at a new venue. Um, and doing something a little bit different because we've got we've lost JP to the world of truancy um, weekday mornings. So uh, we're actually going to be getting together on a weeknight. Um, this is uh, something we'll be revealing more as time goes on. But um, we've been looking to do this and uh, going to have a little fun twist on the show. I think we might still play it in the mornings. That way um, our morning folks can get up and and I can get on and comment with you. Um, JP can from time to time. But, um, yeah, so a l- little bit of fun twist in the new 2022. A lot of fun twist in the 2022. Yeah, we're excited. Maybe they can come out and have dinner with us. What? Wait, what? What are we talking about? What? Okay, and then of course, because of course, of course. Hey, let me talk. Haven't had enough coffee. Of course, Coach Quigley says good morning, turkeys. <laughs> good morning. We love you, Coach. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, I'll tell you. You know, Kathy. A year and a half ago, there were no sports going on. Yeah. And now. I don't know that you and I have enough time to go over all the sports that are going on. We actually don't. I was perplexed on which ball cap to wear today. Um, of course, we, we will say our, our girl Michelle is a very happy camper. I literally texted you at the end of the Cowboy game, and I was like, okay, got to hand it to Michelle. Her team came to play yesterday, and ours did not. Exactly. Well, 
interestingly enough, if you want to kick off the NFL, we can do that. Um, Let's get it out of the way. All right. We can go Cowboys to begin with as well. Um, You know, that left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys makes a huge difference. And when your starting left tackle is not in the game, it opens up that left side for for a lot of pressure. And that's what Kansas City was able to do with Dak Prescott. Uh, that left side just kind of collapsed down. And all game, Dak Prescott and the offensive coordinator was trying to figure out a way to get around it. And it just didn't happen. And as a result, the KC defense was able to dial the Cowboys in and really keep that score to a 19-9. You know, and honestly, I thought we might score and actually might win that game in the last two minutes and 51 seconds. Until with a minute left, a minute 45 left, we threw an interception. So, but low scoring game, defensive game. Um, Pat Mahomes just had a little more mustard than we did. You know what's interesting, Kathy? There was a meme that went out. People were giving Kansas City a hard time because they're six and four, right? Right. And uh, and so it's funny, uh, six and four, and then the end of the season, Super Bowl champions. Yep. So it could be that Kansas City's finding its groove, about to get back into their Super Bowl run here, and the Cowboys faced a good team in the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I think a little tweaking. I think there's some injuries we're going to have to work on. We've got a couple wide receivers that are out as well. In fact, our number one, number two wide receiver, we'll have to wait and see what the injury report is for that. And uh, just saddle up and get ready to go Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did have some injuries, but I, you know, we we couldn't, you know, any play that we needed to take care of and complete, it just it just wasn't happening for us yesterday. It just wasn't happening. Running game really not didn't get off the ground. Yeah, uh, we needed that to happen, and it didn't happen. So, you know what? Hey, you just you play, you play it Sunday by Sunday, and here we go. Yeah. Um, but let's stay with the NFL. So, big shocker. Uh, in the NFL, Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. Uh, a lot of people talking about this game. This game was a center point uh, for a lot of the NFL watching to see what was going to happen. And if the Vikings could stay in the hunt, and they could. Mike Zimmer's team was able to maintain and win that game 34-31 in Minnesota. And what's interesting is Mike Zimmer has now got six back-to-back, back-to-back wins. And so they are on a roll, the Minnesota Vikings are. So it's going to make that NFC North a very interesting package up there as we get closer to playoff time. But, yeah, the Vikings beat the Packers 34-31. I picked the Packers. Um, I thought the Packers could go in and take care of business, and evidently I was wrong. Let's stay with the uh, the NFC North. The AFC comes into town for the Chicago Bears, and the Ravens beat the Bears at home 16-13. The Bears continue to spiral and not have any offense. Did you hear him talking about the Bears? He's like, the Bears. The what Bears. What do you think about the Cowboys? What do you think about Say the Cowboys? Yay! Yay! i tell you all about these bad boys. Say, how about so, them Cowboys, right. Dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Cincinnati Bengals travel into the Raiders' territory. Thought for sure the Raiders were going to hold on to this when they did not Cincinnati Bengals win that game 32-13 pretty easily. I'll tell you another team that's kind of gliding in right now to the playoffs. going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, I mentioned that because our very own Kathy. Oh, we're talking about Jesus' team? 
this a weekend at a time let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> let's just not say anything let's just take it a week at a time thank you very much <laughs> See, that, that was a cowboy that was a cowboy thing right there you got it you did good Kathy. You did good. <laughs> there you go there you go all right let's continue the conversation last <sighs> night's game Steelers and the chargers and what a game holy cow um, looked like the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to dominate the football game in the first quarter. They ate up much of the clock in the first quarter. But the Chargers come out with a 41-37 um, win over the Pittsburgh Steelers in L.A. And so, But what a, what a shootout. I mean, it was a heck of a game last night if you got to catch that game. Continuing on, Dolphins and Jets, eh, neither one really makes a difference. Dolphins win 24-17. Here's a big shock. I did not pick this one. The Texans at the Titans, and the Texans beat the Titans at home 22-13. And the Titans are definitely a playoff-bound team, so very shocked by that. Uh, Detroit Lions continues their goose egg in the win column. They lose to the Cleveland Browns 13-10. They get close, but they can't seem to get it done. Also, fading off, is the, the Indianapolis or the uh, Buffalo Bills? Buffalo Bills started off as a favorite, Kathy. Uh, they figured Josh Allen was going to carry them in and everything was going to go great. And boom, um, didn't happen. Uh, really shocked by this by this score. Uh, thought for sure the Bills would take the Colts with no problem, be in the playoffs, make a run for the Super Bowl, and it's just not happening. Uh, wow. The Patriots blanked the Falcons 25 nothing. Patriots resurging. Um, that's an interesting game or a team to watch. Are they going to sneak back in the playoffs? Team that didn't start off so hot. So a lot going on uh, today. We've got the Giants and the Buccaneers. Don't know how much excitement is there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants, just because you know it's St. Patrick's Day, uh, could win. And beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Isn't this St. Patrick's Day, Captain? Coming up? No, thanks. You're right. It's not. Oh, the Come Giants, on, man. Yeah, the Giants don't have a chance in H E double hockey. I was say, so where are those leprechauns? Yeah, because it's no. not St. Patrick's Day. No. And they would need the gold at the end of the rainbow <laughs> to beat Tampa, Tampa Bay yes. Buccaneers. Let's just be clear on that. Uh, Thursday, again, oh. you got some fun ones. You got the Bears and the Lions. That is a traditional Thanksgiving Day game. I uh, wish Barry Sanders was running the football. Walter Payton 
was back running the football because that'd be an even funner game to watch. Funner, you got that funner. Uh, yeah. Um, bum. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders and Cowboys. Um, the Raiders are going to come into into Cowboy Stadium there at the AT and T, and so that should be. I mean, it should be a win. If the Raiders have taken the playbook from the Denver Broncos, then uh, yeah, again, I um, I'm not as cocky or confident going into this game as I was. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, and you have good reason. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, but uh, and then you have one more Thursday game. You have the evening game, Bills and Saints. That should be a good game. Um, again, surprised at the Bills, not surprised at the Saints. Uh, the Patriots have overtaken the Saints or the Bills now in the AFC uh, East. They are seven and four, while the Bills sit at six and four. In the West, the Chiefs begin to make their climb. They are seven and four, and the Chargers are six and four. In the AFC North, the Ravens are still seven and three now with their win, and then the Bengals right behind them at six and four. The Patriots or the Steelers at five and four. And the Browns at six and five, so that's going to be a very interesting division. Uh, then in the AFC South, the Titans are eight and three again. Big shock of their of their loss to their uh, in conference rival, the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are six and five. Um, so, but again, big shock there. Then let's head over into the NFC to kind of sum up what's going on with the NFC. Uh, in the NFC, the Cowboys are above the NFC East at seven and three. Eagles, they win yesterday. I predicted that. They are five and six. The Washington, four and six. And again, the hapless Giants at three and six. In the NFC West, and one of the best records in the league, the Arizona Cardinals are nine and two. And the Rams are right behind them at seven and three. The 49ers are coming up quick. They are on a two game winning streak. They are five and five. The Packers are eight and three. Again, shocked they lost their in conference rival, the Vikings. Vikings are now five and five. And then you have the Buccaneers. And this is a hapless conference in the NFC South. The Buccaneers are six and three. Saints are five and five. And the Panthers are five and six. And the Falcons four and six. That wraps up our NFL coverage. Again, looking forward to this Thanksgiving game. Hopefully everybody's healthy, Kathy, and the Cowboys are back at full strength. Amen to that. Amen to that. We need to be. Um, yeah, and this really is. It, to, to me, momentum-wise, if we can't put a win back up on the board on Thursday, I, I, then I'm I'm really going to be dejected. Is that a word? Is that a thing? Is that the feeling that I'm looking that, for? That's a word. I'm going to be I'm going to be bummed. I'm going to be bummed. Well, yeah, especially since they're like one of the number one um, offenses in the league, yeah. and their defense not far behind. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. Yeah, I just So yeah. Fred Nord says the Cowboys will be lucky to get a touchdown this week ah. unless the line plays a heck of a lot better. Again, it's that left side. We need to find a left side tackle. Yep. They well, collapse that left side tackle, and then you try to adjust the line, and it's almost impossible. Yeah, that's painful. Um, do, yeah. do we have time to get um, an update? I've got, you know, on Friday we showed some pictures from Faye Curtis and her 60-mile walk. Um, Brandy Braley, who's a member of the crew as well, um, mm-hmm. was also um, in San Diego for the breast cancer awareness thing. Can we throw up um, some of those pictures from Brandy real quick? 
Um, both of yeah. these ladies, Faye Curtis and Brandy Braley, who are dear friends of ours here um, at JP Kathy and the crew, we are so proud of them. They um, both completed the 60 mile breast cancer awareness walk um, with Susan G. Komen and just kudos, congratulations, blessings, way to go to these two rock star friends of ours. We are just so proud of y'all. This is, um, uh, you know, such a feat. You know, that's 20 miles a day that they walk. It's just, um, just amazing. And, and all the pictures and the different um, videos and everything that uh, that they posted over the weekend were just wonderful to look at. Very emotional. Um, anyways, just congratulations and, and way to go. Just so proud of y'all. Yep, they show well. At least Faye showed off her medal yesterday. Sixty miles walk. Yes, yes, so. I love that. I just love it. Yeah, just good stuff. Good All stuff. Right. Lots of lots of fun camaraderie and uh, people coming together for uh, for a good cause. So just congratulations to both of them. Absolutely, and everybody involved in the walk. Absolutely, and there was a lot of people out there. Oh my what a goodness! Great place to do the walk. Tons and tons of folks, which was great. And, you know, JP, we were talking about this on Friday. Um, this was the only in-person 60-mile walk, three-day walk in the country. So um, that's a really big deal that they right. were there. So really big deal that they were there. All right. Let's go to week 12 of college football. Dun, dun, what dun. A, what a week. I'll tell you what. Wow. Uh, let's start off with the University of Houston, right? Number 19th in the country. They Easily dismantled Memphis, 31-13. Number 22, San Diego State dismantles UNLV, 28-20. And then Texas A&M has Prairie View A&M come down to visit. And after Prairie View, or after Texas A&M lost to uh, Mississippi, I think they were done playing. They put a spanking on Prairie View A&M, 52-3. Texas A&M ranked number 14th in the country. Uh, Wake Forest gets hammered by unranked Clemson, as Wake Forest will more than likely fall out of the top 25. Here's the big shocker. And, man, I tell you, Kathy, I put all my eggs in one basket on this game. Ohio yeah. State and yeah. Michigan State. Okay. Oh, I don't even Michigan know who won. State was in the top 10. Uh, Ohio State did. 56 to 7. Wait, it what? Yeah. Oh my Number two, gosh. Ohio State. In Ohio State, beats Michigan State 56 to 7. I was rooting so hard for Michigan State. I wanted them to make it into the top four, and that's not happening. Um, I was upset with this game for all you Boomer Sooners out there. Oklahoma beats Iowa State 28 21. I really wanted Iowa State to win that game and really make the Big 12 championship kind of interesting, which would have thrown Baylor right back in the mix of everything. But they lose 28-21 to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's ranked number 10 in the country. Number one, Georgia, uh, beats Charleston, South Carolina without a problem, 56-7. Number 17, Iowa dismantles Illinois, 33-23. Number six, Michigan, beats Maryland down, 55-18. And, Kathy, here you go. Notre Dame. Jesus' team, even though my husband's saying, no, Baylor is this year. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, and so of course, Notre Steve Dunn. Wait, Steve Dunn says he he earlier chimed in and said, "Do not go to Week Twelve. You know why that is." <laughs> <laughs> so Notre Dame beats Georgia Tech fifty-five to nothing. They blanked them completely. SMU, of course, falls out of the uh, rankings. Number four, Cincinnati 
absolutely dismantles SMU 48-14. to Number 20, Pittsburgh beats Virginia 48-38. Number uh, 18, Wisconsin beats down Nebraska 35-28. Here's your Cinderella story. And how do you leave them out of the conversation of being in the top 10? The University of Texas, San Antonio. They beat the University of Alabama, Birmingham, 34-31 to to remain undefeated, Kathy. Wow. That is the University of Texas at San Antonio. There you go. So, and they're ranked number 15th in the country. I think they've got an argument to be ranked number 10. I don't care what their schedule looks like. Uh, college football is still college football. Right. Uh, number three, Alabama beats uh, Arkansas 42-35. Arkansas will remain ranked number 25. Alabama's not as good as they used to be. And they've gotten some very close games. a of course, beat them. Um, but their number three ranking, I don't know if they deserve it. But that's another story another day, I guess. Uh, number 24, North Carolina State beats Syracuse 41-17. BYU beats Georgia Southern, Gail, that's for you. Number 13, BYU beats them 34-17. Number 23, Louisiana beats Liberty 42-14. to And so the Baylor Bears is our conversation next. Does Baylor deserve a better ranking than number nine in the country? They beat Kansas State 20-10. to They beat Oklahoma. Will they get a shot at the Big 12? Kathy, do they deserve a shot? I, you tell me, you tell me. Well, Michael will tell us both that they do. Uh, interestingly enough, though, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if Baylor is out because of OU and Oklahoma State winning out the rest of the year. I was going to say, yeah, because so we'll I'll be anxious to see what happens there. Yeah, I, <laughs> Baylor fans are really you know hoping for that chance. Um, Baylor has looked great this year. I mean, they've just had some amazing games, and they've they've looked superb. They really have. You got to hand it to them. So, sick yeah, their bears. Yeah, defense has been amazing. Yep. Yeah, sick and bears. Well, and yeah, what do you say? Like... You always say defense wins games. And Susan Schuler, hello, she says, um, go bears. Sharon says, go pokes. The voters are all Okies. The voters are all Okies is what um, Fred said. He said that's why UTSA is not in the top ten. LOL. So there you go. Yeah, so and I think I think Carter's pulling for the Bears. Oh, he is. He just said sick of Bears. He just, didn't hear he just did this. I'll, he just I'll did translate bears. for you. <laughs> I've become a translator. I'll translate for you. So, oh. and then just your your last scores for college football. Uh, you've got uh, number of, well, I think Oregon was number four. They get hammered by number sixteen Utah, thirty-eight to seven. Um, that was a shocking game. And then Oklahoma State breezes through Texas Tech, 23 to nothing. That's your college football roundup. Now, Kathy, just to show you how busy sports are this year, college wrestling is worth reporting on. Wait, what? Interesting. college wrestling. I mean, the crowds are packed in the gyms, and these guys are wrestling no masks on, which would be interesting anyways. Um, but Iowa and Penn State showing their dominance in college wrestling. Stanford cracks into the top 25. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to report on that as we're going. Okay. Because interesting. it's a lot of cool stuff and interesting stuff going on. Just to give you kind of an idea 
of the rankings right now, and this should be no shock to anybody that knows wrestling, right? Uh, Iowa's ranked number one. Penn State's ranked number two. Big shock there. Um, Missouri, now that's a bit of a surprise. Missouri's ranked number three. Number four, Michigan, not surprised there. Number five, NC State, little surprise there. Number six, Oklahoma State. Surprised Oklahoma State's not number three right now in the country. Uh, they have one of the most, along with Iowa and Penn State, one of the most premier uh, wrestling programs in the country. So a little surprised by that. But, yeah, and then Nebraska qualifies out as your number 10 wrestling college wrestling team in the country. Isn't that interesting? Very, yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize that, that um, it had picked back up so much. And especially with COVID, I guess, because that's one of those, your one-on-one contact. I'm assuming most of these athletes have um, probably get COVID tested. Yeah, did you, Susan said, give us more Carter. Hello. Carter says, Carter says that he is supporting Iowa versus Penn State in the National Championship. Oh, there you go. So he is talking. He just he came out talking in full sentences about football. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, just real quick, let's talk about the Mavericks for a minute. Mavericks not doing so hot. They lose to the Clippers uh, in LA, ninety-seven to ninety-one, and the Lakers beat the Pistons one twenty-one sixteen. I'm not going to go into too much detail about the NBA just yet. We'll let them get fired up and warmed up. I wanted to mention. Though I did want to mention though the uh, the NBA because of LeBron James and that's why I talked about the LA Lakers. Um, he's got a, he's got an opinion on the Rittenhouse trial. Did you catch that? No, I no I I don't. Yeah, he tweeted, what, tweeted what, did he, what did he say? When when uh, Rittenhouse took the stand and was crying, uh huh. He tweeted out how fake it was and the, where are the tears at and, and all of that. You believe that? You know, unfortunately, I do believe it. Yeah. I, I stay like, away from all, anything, reading anything about him. Yeah. Wow. You know, first and wow. foremost, what, what legal knowledge do you have? Yeah. Number one. Number two, you're just part of the mob now, yeah. uh, the mob mentality. So, yeah, no fun. Yep. Wow. No fun at all. Yeah. Let's go ahead and quickly cover the NCAA men's basketball um, rankings. Oops, I went to the wrong thing, Kathy. I went to standing. We don't want that. That's a lot of those. All right. <laughs> let's just cover your top 10. <laughs> yeah, top 10 in college basketball. Number one, Gonzaga. They're 4-0. Uh, they still are doing their thing. UCLA is number two. UCLA is trying to reestablish dominance in college basketball. Number three, Kansas. No surprise there. Michigan. Number Michigan earns number four spot, and I'm not sure I understand why. Uh, Michigan is three and two. They're one and one at home. Um, not sure why they get to be number four and why Baylor, the Baylor Bears are not number four. Your Baylor Bears are four and zero oh right now, and they're ranked number nine. But why aren't they ranked number four? And so, hmm, things that make you go. Go, hmm. hmm. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, Coach Quigley said LeBron got ejected last night uh, from the game versus Detroit. Good. He needs to get he needs to get rejected and ejected more often. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, and Steve Dunn says the University of Texas men's soccer team playing for the national championship. Oh, against okay. BYU. Hmm. There you go. I didn't know that. Well, all right. You Thank you for the update, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've got some we got some fans uh, in the wrestling world. <laughs> we do. I'm noticing that a lot of See, folks know fun. some stuff about about wrestling. So that's good stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Coach Quigley says he's got a freshman wrestler at Drexler. And love then four spread north pipes in about 10 states. And love it, love he's it. He's almost it. right. We'll see how my uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys do. <laughs> so, all right, back to college football or college basketball. Uh, number five, Villanova. Number six, Purdue. Purdue's 5-0 and as well. Uh, Duke is 5-0. and Looks like Duke has resurfaced again after going submarine on us. Um, and then number eight is the Texas Longhorns. They are three and one. Of course, we football fans are turning to basketball. Just letting <laughs> yeah. you know. After six in a row with the Longhorns. And then to finish out the top ten is the Illinois Fighting Illini. So that is your top ten in college basketball. You know, Kathy, we can't let Thanksgiving go without talking about some of the craziest foods or craziest moments oh, in yes. Thanksgiving. Yeah, and we want to hear from the crew. What are so, y'all doing for Thanksgiving? And do you have any traditions that you keep no matter what? What's your favorite food? All that kind of good stuff. So ping, ping us on social media and let us know. <laughs> Carter yeah, said his is giggling. Right now. He said his is giggling. <laughs> he wants to be a part, man. He said, make me a part of all this. Uh, he's so funny. He's, <laughs> he's getting ready to go to school. All right, he's a big boy. All right. Yeah, yeah there's some, there's some fun when you and I decided to do uh, you know odd or unique um, traditions. There's some things I never thought of, and like there's one in particular, and I know my dad's um, watching us right now. I think we should try this on Thursday with family. <laughs> Frozen turkey bowling. So you put down like frozen turkey bowling. Yes, and I think that sounds like fun. It says frozen turkey bowling is exactly what it sounds like. In place of balls and pens, folks roll tur frozen turkeys towards rows of bottled soft drinks. This is invented in 1988. The pseudo sport is played best down the aisle of a frozen section of a local grocery store. Of course, it can be played anywhere else. The supermarket employees um, do not tend to enjoy this. I would not think so. But that's one of those things you can even get like a kind of the slip and slide remember those from when we were kids john and and you could do like oh, a, yeah. a big old plastic kind of slip and slide thing um you know put put some empty beer bottles and take a frozen turkey even though frozen turkeys are a hot commodity this year with the supply chain demand down but anyways i saw that and i was like that's actually something i could see my family trying on thursday <laughs> hey big guy so we we think that we need to do a hot Cheetos turkey. Everything is hot Cheetos. Like Applebee's has an advertisement, JP, for hot Cheetos wings. Everything's being covered with hot Cheetos. Well, and this thing looks like it is flaming hot. Let me just tell you. I don't they know about that. Hot Cheetos turkey. Hell no. I just, <laughs> I, no, nah, uh, 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 uh. Well, or I think those are supposed sprinkle? to be bad for you, too. <laughs> they're not real, no, Like that not orange dye or something? Isn't there something really bad in Hot Cheetos? Yeah, it's a red, it's a red dye. Yeah, yeah it's not, something yeah, red like dye that. Five, not, yeah. How about a Pringles Thanksgiving flavored chip? I don't even know what that would think like or look like. I, is it like savory Artists, and sweet? Yeah. Does it have like a turkey flavor, a stuffing flavor? To me, that may be just too convoluted. I don't know. I agree. How about pumpkin pie pops? No, that sounds pretty now, good. No, I'd, I'd be in line for that. What about you, Carter? It's like, Carter okay, sure. Amen, amen. Sure. He says amen. <laughs> sure. He says amen. He says, I'm going to climb up on that one. 
So how about turkey and cranberry cupcakes? Oh. Uh, you Who know, unless it's kind of like a, um, oh, the chicken and waffles cupcake. You know, or I had a cupcake. What? Emily and I were shopping, I think it was at Stonebriar one time, and we had a cupcake that had, um, it was like a bacon maple syrup cupcake, and it was actually really good. Well, I'll tell you, how about tofurkey and gravy soda? No, 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 shut it down. No, 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 no turkey flavored soda. Mm-mm, mm-mm. How about a turkey dinner layer cake? Okay, so is there like turkey on one layer, <laughs> stuffing on one layer, biscuits on one layer, gravy on one layer? I'm like, no, I'm thinking like yellow cake and turkey. Wait, what? No, I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, I could see layering your stuff. Like, I do that in a leftover, like, little turkey sandwich the next day. Well, yeah, I do that, too. But now I'm thinking they're talking like a cake. I don't know. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I don't know. (laughs) No. I don't know. Have you ever had a turducken? Yes. Yes. We actually, we, we... baked one of those. I think I got one at like a Bucky's or something a, a while back on a road trip back from Austin. Um, yeah, turducken's good. I think a lot of folks do turducken for um, Thanksgiving instead because, and, and this is what, this is odd. You like turkey, don't you? I do. I love turkey. I, I, I do too. I love turkey. I very much look forward to Thanksgiving. My family can cook like nobody's business. Um, our turkeys are always phenomenal. Um I didn't realize there's a, you know, in researching some of this online, there's a lot of people who do not like turkey and they go for something else. They do like a pot roast or they do um, chicken or duck or they do something completely different other than turkey for Thanksgiving. I I don't know. I guess I'm such a big fan of turkey. I can't imagine not having turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, I love turkey. I love ham too on Thanksgiving. I love ham. It does not like me. The sodium, the older I get. Oh, my gosh, it just, it kills me. Like, I can't even get my rings off the next day. I believe it. Drink I mean, more water. Yeah. <laughs> Drink, Drink more, more water. water. <laughs> All right, how about this? How about traditions, Thanksgiving traditions, state by state? Oh, yes, this. yes, yes. So, here we go. Alabama has, they are famous for their bread rolls at Thanksgiving. Right. And it looks pretty darn amazing to me. Mm. Like, I can do this. I could do this. Let me see here. Can you show this? Oh, here we go. Oh, oh those yeah. look those look delicious. Let's do that full Don't screen, Brett. Really yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Really delicious. All right, so that's Alabama. Let's see what a while. Oh, Alaska does cinnamon rolls. Mm, love cinnamon rolls. That's what they wake up on Thanksgiving Day to. Warm, gooey cinnamon rolls. Ooh, Arizona has the turkey. Look at that. That looks pretty darn good. That looks good. Let's see, Arkansas. Turkey spaghetti. There's something different. Arkansas is known for tossing their Thanksgiving turkey in with spaghetti. It's the best of both worlds. Interesting. Interesting. And why are we not surprised at this? California is Brussels sprouts. (laughs) There you go. I've really come to like Brussels sprouts, though, especially if they're cooked the right way. I've really come to dig Brussels sprouts. So, but yeah. yeah. I like them. Do you like little cabbage? But it would only be California, of course. And then let's see. How about this? Oh, Delish has their own cookbook commercial. Let's skip the commercial. 
Ooh, Colorado, glazed ham. That's the ham I was talking about. Yep, there you go. Gotta love that. Connecticut cranberry sauce. Not surprised there at all. Love, I love good cranberry sauce. See, not this year with sweet potato casserole in Delaware. This year it's going to be hyperinflation sweet potato casserole. Uh, <laughs> Everything is, yeah. Boy, howdy, that's the truth. Yeah. Oh, Florida is key lime pie. Oh, and, and, and there, theirs is so good. And there's the peach dump cake in Georgia. Oh, no, that looks great. Doesn't that look great? That looks really Hawaii, good. sausage stuff. Not surprised there. That's a good call there. I just thought maybe something like sausage and pineapple. I am, um, yes, yeah, sausage. My um, my stepmom makes a sausage um, stuffing that is just out of this world. If I had to say what's the one side that I would not miss on Thanksgiving, it would be her stuffing. It's really, really good. Yeah, I make uh, mine is sausage based as well. Oh, hey, Coach Quigley has a good question. Stuffing yeah. or dressing? Do you call it stuffing or dressing? Um, I call it dressing. I'm, I think mine we call it stuffing. Dressing. I'm trying to think what we... I'm trying to think what term we use more. I, I think stuffing in my family. That's interesting. And then, and then some of the folks are chiming in from the crew. What do you watch and what do you record on um, on uh, Thanksgiving Day besides football? Um, and that would be, uh, for us, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And then also the, um, the dog show. Now, we've got people saying um, Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. I'm all about that, too. Of, of yeah, course, Michelle's it, pumpkin uh, and bourbon. Michelle, I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Idaho does biscuits. Now, I'm surprised they don't do potatoes. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Them. Why wouldn't they be a big old potato state? Huh. I guess not. Not for Thanksgiving. Illinois is mashed potatoes. And there you huh. go. So there's Indiana that. Indiana is corn pudding. And the Hoosier state breaks out the corn. Iowa's pumpkin bars. Now that looks good. I could do a pumpkin bar. Oh, there's that? a difference yeah. between dressing and stuffing. Coach, please do tell. Yeah, there is a difference. I, I And I believe it. But when it comes to easy appetizers, Kansas is keen on ham and cheese pinwheels. That's oh, I bet those are good. I bet those are really good. Kentucky does chicken and dumplings. Okay. Interesting. Huh, interesting. Louisiana, there's a cornbread stuffing. Maine, chicken pot pie. Why am I not surprised it's not something like lobster chopped pot pie? Huh. Hmm. Maryland, not surprised. There you go. Maryland stayed with its theme. Crab cake bite. Yum. You know oh, I bet, the, I bet those are really good. And Massachusetts, they stay with theirs. Chowder. They're yes. known for their chowder, so there you Which go. Which is superb. Yeah, superb. And then let's see, we got Michigan is chili. Guess I'm not real surprised there. Minnesota green bean casserole. That looks good. Let's give it give it full screen, Brett, for those so everybody can see those. Oh, look at that! Toasted pecans in Mississippi. Oh, now mm. I love toasted toasted pecans, and then you can tell is it pecans or pecans. You can tell if you're from Texas. Oh, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> All taste the same to me. Um, in Missouri, one of their favorite things to do is the breakfast casserole in the morning. 
See, I do a big, I, I like on um, Thanksgiving, for sure on Christmas morning, I always do a big um, breakfast casserole. Actually, Emily, you know, she's traveling and she went um, to spend the week um, in Thanksgiving with her boyfriend's family. And she's got, you'll be proud of Emily, she's got three different recipes, including a breakfast casserole she's trying out this week. How fun. I know, I like that. I do too. All right, roasted vegetables in Montana. Oh, those have got pecans in them as well. Interesting. That looks like that actually does look really good. Well, Nebraska does monkey bread before the pumpkin pie. Love. We we're my family. We've been big monkey bread fans for a long time. And Pillsbury Pillsbury now actually has a monkey bread that you can bake yourself in the oven, so that you can make and bake yourself. All right, peanut butter cookies. I don't know what state this is from, though. Okay. Huh. Maybe I just threw that in or throw it in there. New Hampshire is blueberry pie. Not surprised there. New Jersey crab cake burgers. Interesting. Coach, mm. did that line up with the family in New Jersey? That's Thanksgiving. They say huh. it's classic. Interesting. They say it's a classic. Okay. New Mexico, apple pie empanadas. Not surprised there. They look wonderful as well. They do well. look good. The cheesecake. There you go. And there you go. There you go. There you go. I North love a good Carolina cheesecake. Not surprised there. North Carolina with their cornbread. North Dakota, an apple crisp. Ooh, that looks good. Oh, that looks there really you good. Go. Ohio, corn dip. Huh. Huh. That's interesting. That's, that first of all... Uh, that just doesn't, because to me, like, um, that's more of a, like, a kind of a Tex-Mex dish. So I just don't envision that there. So that's odd, huh? Uh, Oklahoma pecan pie. Keep it Southern, y'all. Yep, there you go. Oregon. Red stuffing, not surprised. Okay. If they don't have riots. Pennsylvania, yeah. potatoes. And Pennsylvania, huh? Okay. Interesting. There you go. Rhode Island, pull apart bread. Ooh, that looks way good. Is that sweet or is that regular bread? Let's see. They say if you're smart, you might try turning your Thanksgiving stuffing into monkey bread. Huh. Uh, Rhode Island residents can eat the sticky pull apart loaf either way. <laughs> oh, interesting. South Carolina, sweet potato pie. Oh, sweet potato pie is good. South Dakota, pumpkin pie. Tennessee, sausage balls. Texas. Now, how did this become a thing? Yeah, what's Texas? Chicken spaghetti. They're saying chicken spaghetti. Okay, first, now I do love chicken spaghetti. Um, we call it chicchetti in, in our house. Um, I love that, but I don't know of anybody in Texas who eats that for Thanksgiving. I don't either. I mean, uh, like literally good. not any, do, does anybody in the crew? Now I love chiquetti. Again, we, we eat that other times of the year, but that would, that has never and would never be a thought on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Chicken spaghetti would not be my thing. Um, not yeah. for Thanksgiving. Turkey dress isn't on the same level as Texas famed barbecue brisket. So the locals have no problem adding another meat to the Thanksgiving table huh. in the form of chicken spaghetti. I wonder where they were at. I don't I don't know of anybody. I mean, how many friends do you and I have in the state of Texas, all across the state of Texas? I don't know anybody. Please, somebody tell me if that's your thing in Texas. I've, again, yeah. any other time of the year, but Thanksgiving, I don't know anybody who eats that. 
I, I could go I with barbecue. I actually was like, I could go with chili on Thanksgiving because I know a lot of people who make chili because they're watching the Cowboy game right. later in the day. Chicken spaghetti, which is, again, a great dish, but I've, I do not have one friend or family member that eats that on Thanksgiving. Huh. So Utah, leftovers in crescent rolls. I'm, I'm right Amen. there with them. Amen. Right Vermont. there with you. Right there with you. Butternut squash soup in Vermont. Not surprised at all. Not at all. And that would be a good garnish dish to have with your turkey. Yep. Virginia, mac and cheese. I was waiting for the mac and cheese to finally surface. Yeah. Now, I made one so of your macaroni and cheese. I made um, a few years ago. I made, and I, it was Mac America great again. It was right after the election. Um, I made one of your macaroni and cheese recipes that was not from JP's Kitchen, mind you. Oh, my goodness. It was no. so good. It, it was a big old hit. So, yeah, I was waiting for macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I mean, it took all the way to get to Virginia to get that. Washington is sugar cookies. Well, that's kind of fun. And West Virginia, buffalo chicken dip. There you go. Okay, appetizer. Wisconsin is shrimp. Okay, now I'm shocked by that. Huh. Why? Because Wisconsin shrimp, they're not even wearing hair. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Why would it be? I, I just, I don't associate oh. that food with Wisconsin in any way, shape, or form. I would think some kind oh, of a right. cheese dip. <laughs> Like yeah, some kind of a cheese dish or something, like a major macaroni and cheese kind of a thing. Huh. Yeah. So Wyoming pork chops. The hungry people of Wyoming seem to think that turkey isn't quite enough to fill them up at their holiday meal. So pork chops are often on the menu as well. That's different. Huh. And there you go. That finishes us out. State hmm. by state. I don't know if these people really have it going on. But. Well, and then at some point, I think Coach or uh, Coach or Susan or somebody said, um, "Who made the list?" I'm I'm still I'm stuck on Texas. Yeah. Like I just thought for sure Texas was going to be some kind of. I I figured possibly brisket, smoked brisket, barbecued brisket, um, and or chili. I, I was not going to be surprised at either one of those, but um, very surprised at the other. I I just don't know anybody who eats that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, everybody's talking about too, food, and it's making my mouth water. Right. And, and you are correct. Um, I do mac and cheese at my table, uh, and I think mac and cheese is kind of a staple around the Thanksgiving table. So, yeah, but, that, yeah, but I was yeah. Hmm. Oh, the key to it. never had a cat cake but. The, the key to a good Thanksgiving dinner is the gravy. Yeah, if you don't have good gravy— shut it down like it needs to be the kind of gravy that when it touches everything else including the cranberry sauce on your plate you don't mind we have excellent gravy my um my family makes excellent gravy so yeah it's funny my sister so i can make gravy in five minutes right uh -huh. and my gravy is my yeah. poor sister can make gravy to save her life there's an art to it not everybody can make gravy not everybody can make gravy you what? I don't think it's that hard. That said by somebody who just is natural at it. I think you either you either have it down to a science and it's no it's not it's just an afterthought. And then usually those are the ones that are really good. Because then it's the it right consistency, right. it's not too thick, it's not too thin. It it slides on everything just just right. Um yeah, but that's true. A good gravy, if you don't have that, shut it down. Yeah. 
That's true. <laughs> Fred, Fred said he's going to make chocolate, um, chocolate cream pie, and that's just going to be all he has for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you know, when you get to a certain age and you don't have family coming to the table, sometimes that's the best. There way you go. Life. Good times. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have definitely done the gravy this time. We are at 847, and thanks for sticking with us late yeah. into the morning. But uh, hopefully everybody had fun, and Coach Quigley said, never canned gravy. No. What about bottled Coach? If, I guess if you had to. <laughs> That, it's just never the same. It doesn't have that homemade taste. There, there's something about good homemade gravy. Um, yeah, the canned, I feel like it never quite breaks up all the way. It's, it's still co- kind of congealed. Like you get a glop of an edge or something. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah. Agreed. So very blessed. All I've got right. family who can cook. All right. Well, thank y'all and have a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll be running a couple happy of free runs. But we'll be back on Monday. And we love y'all. Stay tuned for uh, Heart and Soul of Texas Women. And we will see y'all soon. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. See y'all soon. Hello, Patriots. I'm Abraham George, chairman of Carlin County Republican Party. I wanted to invite you to our special event on November 27th. It's a gubernatorial debate happening here in Frisco, Texas, at the Embassy Suites. Uh, We will open at 9 a.m., and our debate will start at 10 a.m. We will have a straw poll at the end. It will be your choice, your chance to uh, voice your opinion. Who do you want to be your next governor of Texas? I would look forward to seeing you there. Come up and sign up. Come on and sign up at harlancountygop.org. You can get your tickets, and we would love to see you there. Thank you so much.